Hello, welcome to another episode of Awaken the Extraordinary. My name is Christy Madero and I am your host and thank you so much for being here. If you are new to this podcast, Awaken the Extraordinary is about choosing to thrive instead of survive. If you feel like you were put on earth to do more than just struggle and scrape by, then you are in the right place. Awaken the Extraordinary is about examining yourself to figure out what it is about you that's holding you back from living the life that you feel like you were always meant to live. And there's no judgment there. We all have our stuff. We all have our bullshit. To me, Awaken the Extraordinary is about acknowledging your bullshit, working through it, sifting through it, kind of like a la Laura Dern in Jurassic Park and getting through it to the other side, or maybe the bottom of that gigantic pile so that you can be that best version of yourself so that you can be living the life that you were always meant to live. Because I believe that's why you're here. And I think it's important to have fun. I don't think it's important to have fun. It is important to have fun. So that's also what Awaken the Extraordinary is about, is learning and growing and evolving and being open to new possibilities and experiences and shifts in perspectives and having fun while doing it. And I don't have all the answers. This podcast is really me talking about my own experiences. I will be having people on shortly I'm talking about their experiences, giving me their stories to hopefully inspire and encourage you because we're all special and we're all unique. And sometimes we just get bogged down by life. And I think it's really important to remember, like we're all in this together, kind of like that song from high school musical Two. And a funny story about that. See, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, none of this is coming as a surprise to you, but funny story about high school musical Two. So when my niece was, I don't know, like 14, 12, maybe I took her to see high school musical Two. It had come out in the theater And we left that movie theater and I felt a little bit weird because I thought Zac Efron was really cute. And I was over 21 and, um, (laughs) and I really liked all the songs. One of the songs, maybe two of the songs I am going to use in future reels, but I mean, I have the soundtrack and I'm just like, is this weird? is this weird that I liked high school musical too, more than my niece, who's like really the the target audience for this film, but it is what it is. It's okay. I think it's just because, you know, I've always liked musical theater, but yeah. So we're all in this together. And I think life is more fun when you're you know, you have a a partner. So that's what I am to you, um, hopefully. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what this is. So thank you for joining. If you have listened and you are back for more, thank you so much for that too. So today's episode is going to focus on the people in our inner circle, 
Um, and maybe our outer circle too. It reminds me of like meet the fuckers or meet the parents and the, the circle of trust. Um, this isn't as weird as that. Um, but our lives are comprised of all of these people that we have that you would love to think would be supportive and encouraging. Um, but sometimes they're not, you know, you, you have a lot of people that are there for you during the good times, but then when things go to shit, they're not there. Or you have people that are there during the shitty times, but when you want to celebrate a win, they're not, um, you know, you also have people where you're doing the majority of like the outreach, you know, your relationship, if you're looking at like the balance of it, it's a bit off. Like maybe the relationship is 75% you and 25% them. And I think, you know, when, when we have these types of relationships, it's easy to just accept them for what they are. And even if we don't like it, we still stay in those relationships. And I think it is important to come to a point of acceptance with whatever relationships we have, you know, it, it really kind of is like, it, it is what it is. I, maybe I have tried to have a conversation with this person and it's really like the same conversation over and over and I'm just not getting anywhere. So do I continue to just allow myself because that's really what it comes down to. Is it really about allowing, do I continue to allow myself to be in this situation or do I make the choice to change something. So for me, this is really stemming from my desire to be surrounded by like-minded people. And when I say like-minded people, I don't mean people who think the same way about everything, because personally, I think that would be pretty freaking boring But when I say that I want to be surrounded by like-minded people, I want to be surrounded by people that are high energy most of the time, Um, people that are supportive and encouraging of each other, people who don't see someone's success as competition, that don't see somebody achieving something amazing in their life as something to be jealous of or resentful of people who want to see each other win in whatever way they want to win. And they're like their biggest cheerleaders. They support them. I know I've shared this in previous podcast episodes, but growing up, um, I didn't feel like I was supported, um, a lot by the women in my life. And, and really that was my mom and my sister. Um, 
there were times where I felt like my mom was jealous of me, which seemed weird. Um, there were, there were certain things where it's like, she was the proud mom. Like, you know, I was in spelling bees a lot as a kid and, um, like this little singing and and dancing group called the safety kids. And, you know, she, she was supportive there, but it was interesting because like once I got to a certain age, some of that support stopped. And I know I've shared this in, in a previous podcast episode, but, um, you know, often I was most content and happy just sitting in my room using the karaoke feature, excuse me, on my stereo. And recording cassettes, you know, singing and recording cassettes, because that's how long ago it was. And she would open the door And like, eh, 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 like her finger would be in the shape of the gun. And it was, you know, she, she would say, I sounded like a dying cat that needed to be put out of its misery and that hurt. Um, I didn't know why one of the few things that I actually had a lot of confidence about, um, why you would say something like that. And I remember in, in therapy, when I was like 16 years old, um, my therapist even asking like, or or making a statement that it, it seemed like there were just certain aspects of me that my mom was jealous of, you know, I, I was a pretty intelligent kid. I, I was very quick witted. Um, there were a lot of jokes that I caught that went over her head and I don't know. Um, it was just a pretty sucky way to grow up, you know? Um, and then my sister is nine years older and my mom has always said that my sister was jealous of me. And I don't know if that's true. Um, but there were a lot of things that happened where my mom would just say, well, I just think, you know, she's jealous of you because you make friends easier. Or, you know, when I got my first car, um, it was nine years after my sister got her first car and my parents were able to afford a different type of car for me. My sister got what she called was an old people's car. It was a 77 Chevy Nova. Um, and she got that when she was like 15 or 16. Well, my first car was an 87 Nissan Sentra and, um, you know, and I got that in like 94. So it was seven years old, I guess at the time. Um, and I don't know, it just, I, I remember my sister crying when they brought my car home. And it was because she was jealous because I got a nicer first car than she did. And I, and I understood that like she hated that car. She hated 
her old people's car. Like she hated that car. But I remember feeling really bad because I was just like, and and I felt like she was mad at me. Um, and I was just like, this is what mom and dad got me, you know? And it felt really crappy to have my sister feel resentful towards me for something that I, I didn't do that I had no control over. Um, but throughout my whole life, my mom has always told me your sister's jealous, your sister's jealous. And I just never knew if that was true or not. And I don't know. I mean, is that really something you could say? I mean, I, I guess of course you could. Um, but I don't know that my sister would ever tell me the truth. And that is something I actually want to do is, is to have a conversation with her because I don't know if that's true. Um, I know growing up, I didn't feel like she liked me very much. And even now, um, I don't feel like she likes me very much and I'm not sure why. Um, I remember I did, a. I ran a full marathon in 2010 and I didn't invite her to the finish line because she just never really seemed interested in what I did. And I remember she actually came, like she asked me, um, she asked me for the finish line details and I was really surprised and it meant a lot to me because it it wasn't easy to get to the finish line. And, um, it meant a lot to me that she came. Um, and the next year was a bit of drama. I, I ran the marathon again. Um, shaved about an hour off of my time from the previous year. (laughs) So I was pretty stoked about that. Um, and that one, I intentionally did not invite her to because she and I had gotten into a disagreement and she still showed up and that meant a lot to me. And it really caught me off guard because I was just like, I don't feel like you care. Like, I don't, I don't feel like you even like me. And so that's really been my experiences in a really small nutshell with my mom and my sister. And it just, sucks to still feel that way. A lot of the time, you know, at, at 44. Um, but when I look at other relationships, like in my life and, and just, just how women were towards other women, when I was growing up, it, how I talked about, you know, a woman achieving something or, or a woman doing something, 
how you could be resentful or you could be jealous. Like that's, that's what I grew up with. If you saw an attractive woman, there was something bad about her. Like to my mom, there was something bad about her. Or if a woman did something nice, or if she went on a trip, there was always like this negative association with it. It was like, oh, look at these parents leaving their kids with their grandparents for the weekend. How selfish are those parents? How selfish is that mom? I can't even believe that. There was just, there was just always something negative. And I mean, thinking about it now, I do not remember my mom ever saying something positive and uplifting and supportive and encouraging about other women. And I don't remember a lot of that being directed towards me or my sister either, but there was always just that, like that competition. And, you know, I know I've mentioned this in other episodes too, like just kind of that must be nice must be nice to be able to do that or must be nice to be able to go buy that. Like it was just so snarky. And so I grew up with that mindset, even though I knew it wasn't very nice. Like I wasn't completely like my mom, but there were a lot of times where that, that snark would like creep in and I look at like the friendships that I had and, you know, you had your, your little click, but then it was like outside the click, there was just all like the gossiping and and the snarkiness. And it makes me, it really does make me think of mean girls. Um, And I just think about why, you know, you see that too on, um, on social media these days. And also, you know, I talked about this in, um, my podcast episode, you know, the one about, uh, Candace Cameron Bure's curling wand. And, um, you see it on social media where women will see other women with something. So in that case, it was the fact that Candace Cameron Bure's curling wand costs like $500 or something like that. And women just taking offense to that and feeling like one, she was bragging about it, which I watched that. And, and I do not have $500 to spend on a curling wand. But if I did have $500 to spend on a curling wand, I probably wouldn't do that because I just wouldn't choose to spend my money there. But I still don't feel like Candace Cameron Bure was bragging about it. She was just saying, this is what I use. And then people just kind of went off. And I don't want to say people, it was women. And they just started making this a thing. And I was like, this this doesn't have to be a thing. This, I mean, she's a multimillionaire. She might have a $20 Conair curling wand, but chances are she probably doesn't. Um, and if she can afford this, like more power to her. Like, I just didn't understand 
I did understand. Her having this, the people that felt like I think they were less than, or maybe have that like competitive mentality, seeing someone with a curling wand that costs $500 probably didn't make them feel good. And so instead of facing what it was about themselves that they felt, they started attacking her. And then they just started like kind of ganging up on her. (laughs) It was just like, oh my gosh, this is so messed up. Like, why can't we just be happy for her? And Hey, look, she's showing us how to curl her hair or curl our hair. And she just happens to be using a curling wand that costs $500. Like that's not the thing. The thing is like the tutorial. And it just reminded me of how I used to kind of have that mentality when it came to women and supporting and encouraging them. And I didn't do that because I saw someone having something as a reminder that I couldn't have it, or I wasn't in that financial position at that point in time to spend that amount of money on something like that. So it reminded me of something that didn't feel good about myself. That's really what it was about. It wasn't about someone having this thing. It was the story I told myself about why I couldn't have it or what not being able to have it at that moment in time meant. And like I said, I realized growing up, that was a lot of how I approach my relationships with other women. Um, you know, I would always say like, oh, I get along better with, with guys. And it reminds me of that, um, that episode of friends where, um, I think it's Charlie, um, you know, she's dating Ross. I think it's that, I think it's her. And, you know, she, she says something and Rachel's like, oh, that's okay. Like girls have a tendency to not like me. (laughs) And I always kind of felt like that. But when I look back, like, no, it was because I was always jealous. I was always jealous of, of other girls. You know, I was jealous of how they looked or how thin they were or the clothes that they were wearing or the guys they were dating. And because I didn't feel good about myself. And that's not, that's not the type of relationship that I want to have one with myself and two with other women. I don't, I don't want to be jealous and instantly not like somebody because of how they look or because of what they're wearing. And it only means something about me if I choose to let it mean something about me. And so when I started thinking about that, and this was really, I want to say within the last couple of years, maybe, um, 
it really started to shift things for me. And I became aware of my relationships with other women at a different level. So it's like, I was looking at the relationship that the relationships that I had with my mom and my sister, which were extremely formative. I mean, they were the two women I was around for gosh, like, you know, nearly two decades of my life, the most, and how my mom would interact with my grandmother or her sister and, and how my mom would interact with my sister and, and, um, how I interacted with my friends and how they interacted with me. But I want to say that in my twenties and my thirties, you know, which is when your female friends are, or your friends are really just your family. Like, so that's like the whole premise of friends, right? The show, like it's about that time in your life when your friends are your family. And so I feel like when my friends were my family, I was just, I was a mess in so many ways. I was dating these people that were not the right fit for me. And there were a lot of lows in my life. And a lot of my friends were there for me and vice versa. When they went through like rough times, they were there for me. But then something shifted in my life and my life started to become less tumultuous. Um, You know, I wasn't dating these guys that were not a fit. I didn't have this drama in my life. I was having good stuff start to happen. And I noticed something. So there's this quote that goes around that, that I'm sure you've seen around. That's like something along the lines of, you know, your friends are there during the good times, but who's there when you're at your lowest and darkest. And I'm like, okay, like that's fair. You know, you don't want just those fair weather friends, but what I started to notice is when I had these things that I was excited about, when I had these things that I wanted to celebrate, many of my friends that were there in those moments of not so good stuff, they weren't there. They didn't want to share that they weren't interested. They asked zero questions. And I thought that was really strange and it was hurtful, but then I started thinking about it. I want to say really over this last year and a half is when I've really noticed, um, that these things that I'm doing, that I'm excited about the podcast, this Instagram account, um, you know, the, 
I mean, I haven't even mentioned like the membership and stuff to some of my friends because there's zero interest there. And it's really hurtful because for some of these people in my life, like we've been through a lot and I just don't understand how you cannot want to celebrate these big wins with someone you care about when they're having them, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I think of that every time I see those, those quotes about, you know, your friends being there and and the bad times. Yes. You want, you want friends or family to be there when you're having those low moments, but it's also important to have those people around you to celebrate your wins, to share in your excitement, something that's a big deal to you. Even if they don't get it, they recognize that it's a big deal to you and it's exciting to you. And I think asking a couple of questions about it whatever it is you're doing, whether you're launching a business or you're launching a podcast, or you finally booked this, this trip that you've wanted to do since you were 10, like celebrating these things that are exciting for you. You deserve to have those people in your life. Like I deserve to have those people in my life. People that when they see you win, when they see you achieve something, when they see you doing something that you've always wanted to do, people that see those things, one, is just something awesome for you, but two, as inspiration and encouragement that if this has been on your heart to do and you've done it, Whatever's on their heart, they can do that too. People that want to see you succeed for nothing else than just wanting to see some other woman succeed, some other person succeed. That's what we need. And that's what I want. And this last year, I would say especially these last seven months. I have been surrounded by the most encouraging and supporting and creative and loving and generous women that I have ever known. And the funny thing is, I'm not, I don't think I've met a single one of these in person. But the power that comes with being lifted up and supported and encouraged by women who are like, hey, this isn't my dream, but this is your dream. And I want to see you make it a reality. Because why not? Women that don't even know you and say, I believe in you. I love your energy. I love your drive. I love 
how you want to make the world a better place. Like I love how you want to put your unique mark on this world and I'm here for it. And I'm here to support you and encourage you however I can. And then you turn around and you do the same for other people, for other people in your life, but for other women, like how awesome is that to be around women who get how important it is to be surrounded by other women who are powerful, who are driven, who are passionate, who are creative who understand what it's like to have so many things that you want to do. And a lot of times, because you're a mom, you can't even find five minutes to do it. And they're not going to judge you. You know what? Like, I relate. And this is how I worked through this. Or I'm figuring it out too, but you know what? We're here to support each other. Like, how amazing is that? We don't see each other as competition. We don't see someone succeeding. And because they succeed, it meaning that we don't. Like, that's not what we see. We're surrounded by all of these women doing amazing, wonderful things and being so supportive and encouraging of each other. And it's just elevating each other. It's raising our frequencies. It's just encouraging each other to be the best version of ourselves possible and saying, you know what? I'm here for you. And even if I can't really help you with this, I am here for you. I have your back and I want to see you succeed. That is so different than what I grew up with. That is so different than what I've experienced the majority of my life. Like I said, I've had friends that have been there during my low moments, and I've had friends that have celebrated my wins, but the past couple of years, I don't know where those friends went. But I can tell you that This community of women that that I've gotten to know over the past seven months is amazing. The relationships that I'm developing with these women are so powerful. I truly feel like these women who just met me want me to succeed and I want them to succeed in whatever it is they want to do. And I want this, this empowerment and encouragement and support. I want this to be my new normal. Because the cattiness and the snarkiness, and like I said, I've been a part of that. I have. I've been someone that's gossiped about other people and I've been a person that people have gossiped about and neither of them feel good. There's like this reel with the audio 
going around that's like, Hey, you know, I just wanted to let you know, like women are supporting and encouraging each other women or oh, blah, blah. women are supporting and encouraging other women now. Like, I'm not sure if you got the memo, but that's what we're doing now. And I'm just like, I'm here for that. That's why I'm starting the high vibe tribe. This is exactly the reason I am starting the high vibe tribe because I know what it feels like to be so excited and so passionate about something. And the people that are important in your life show like zero interest. It sucks and it hurts. And I know that it doesn't have anything to do with me. There's a lot of factors, but I can tell you, it does hurt when you're supportive and encouraging of someone and they can't be that way for you for whatever reason, it does hurt. So I've accepted it. I'm building a network of women who are supportive and encouraging and are interested in what you're doing. And that's what the high vibe tribe is because I know the impact that having a supportive and encouraging and fun, freaking creative network of women around you. Like I know how powerful that is. And I don't believe that there's enough of that right now. So if I can create a community with like-minded women, again, women who do not think the same way, but are supportive and encouraging of other women and want that for themselves. Those are the women that I want to surround myself with. That is the type of community that I want to create for other women. Because the power of that is life-changing. It just is. So information on the High Vibe Tribe will be released later this month. And as of right now, the High Vibe Tribe, it's two parts. So we are going to have one session every month that is facilitated by me. We will have guest speakers occasionally. Other times there will just be a topic and we will chat about that. And then the next session will be an open forum. So we will basically leave it open to whoever wants to share a challenge that they're working through, that they're experiencing and need assistance or just want some ideas. We will also have space for people that want to share a win. And it may be launching your own business. It may be like, oh my gosh, for a week, I meditated every day for 10 minutes. We need that support and encouragement. And we need that sense of community, especially when we're not able to gather like we used to. And I think things are becoming a bit more like they used to be. 
but it's still a weird time in some ways. And so me creating this space, I hope will help you feel more supported, more encouraged to do whatever is on your heart to do. The High Vibe Tribe is a community of women that are there to celebrate your wins, to help you through whatever challenges you're currently experiencing. If you're having a low moment, we're there for that too. And this is not all the High Vibe Tribe will be, but this is what it is for now. So two sessions a month, one, we'll have guest speakers, we'll chat about a topic, and then the session later in the month will be an open forum for us to get to know each other, share our challenges, and celebrate our wins. So if you were interested, I would love to have you be a part of this group. I know it's going to be amazing. As I said before, I don't have everything all figured out, but this has been on my heart for quite some time to do. And so I'm just doing it. If you are interested, please send me a DM at Awaken the Extraordinary on Instagram. You can send me an email, Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I at awakentheextraordinary.com. You can leave a comment on any of my posts on Instagram and let me know that you're interested in the High Vibe Tribe and I will reach out to you and add you to the mailing list. I'm so excited about this next chapter. I'm so, so excited. I cannot say enough good things about all of the amazing women that are now in my life. I'm so thankful for each and every one of them. And I feel so blessed to have connected with them. And that's what I want the high vibe tribe to be. And I know that it will be. So again, if you are interested, please let me know if this is something that you want in your life, you want to be a part of, I want you here. This is where you are supposed to be. We need to support and encourage each other. We just do. So as always, friends, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so very much, and I will talk with you soon.